Hey guys, welcome to Pretty Out There, presented by ProExist, hosted by your girl, Lorena Seves. I am the owner of ProExist Skincare and a mom of three who just wants to inspire people throughout her journey. Today we're meeting with Beatrice Garcia, and she is going to teach us and give us some tips on how to clear our mind, especially through difficult times like we're going through now. So stay tuned, listen, and get educated. Hello everyone and welcome to Pretty Out There. Today is going to be an amazing episode. I have my beautiful friend Beatrice Garcia. She is a personal empowerment coach, author of the children's book, A Bad Thing Happened at My School. Let's welcome my friend Beatrice. Beatrice, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited. We have a lot to talk about, but before I get started, I just want to let you know you're an amazing person. And when I first met you, it was at the Latina Businesswoman Association, and I got to to engage with you and learn so much about you that I was immediately connected to you. Well, thank you. I feel the same. I loved your energy and your positivity and uh, just your, your beauty inside and out. And it's exciting to see you create um, your dreams. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, a, let's start about, you know, getting to know you, like where are you from and a little bit about your childhood. Okay. Well, I was born in Cuba and I was raised in Los Angeles. I um, uh-huh. was here to LA. I came as a refugee and um, boy, what else about my childhood? Um Huh, sorry, there's a lot of That's things. Okay. <laughs> a lot of things flooding my mind right now, but basically That's I grew okay. up in West Philly with some brothers with a, a couple of brothers and a sister. And uh-huh. um, lots of, of interesting stories to share at another time. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. That's awesome. And then being from Cuba, I know they have amazing food there. What is your one of your number one dishes there that you would continue to eat forever? Oh my gosh. Well, I love the fried bananas. Those are my very mm. favorite. Yes. I never get tired of those. And mm, I'm vegetarian now. So I, Oh, are I, you really? Yes. I became vegetarian about five years ago. Okay. So I don't eat the pork anymore, but I do have fish. So I guess I'm a pescatarian. I eat fish and I uh, love the, the black beans too. And the mini desserts. Yes. I love the desserts. <laughs> very nice I know I, love, I don't know what kind of desserts they have there but I mean if anything has to do with bandulce or something I'm in <laughs> <laughs> yes well we have uh, you know pastelitos with guava and cheese in them and mm-hmm. uh, lots of cakes and lots of goodies if you're a, a sweet eater like I am right right awesome <laughs> okay so here's the question I have for you and I tend to get this um, asked a lot because or I should see it along amongst a lot of people not just women necessary but it's why do you think people let fear get in the way of their dreams you know fear is one of the the biggest things that keeps us from going for our dreams it's either fear of failure or um, what happens when we say when we say we want something right when we go for our dream we're stepping out of our comfort zone and so what happens is your brain kicks in like, whoa, be careful. You haven't, you know, 
you haven't done this before. And, and so that fear just really takes over. And once you understand that you know, the, the brain's role is to protect you, is to keep you safe. Right. But if you're feeling uncomfortable, then that's a good thing. That means that you're expanding and you're growing. And it's really interesting how we look at, at fear. Or, you know, some people even have fear of success. You, you think that we wouldn't have that, right? But some people mm-hmm. do also have fear of success. You know, are people, am I still going to have my friends? Am I going to have my husband? Or, you know, whatever it may be. Like, what, what would more money, success, freedom, time, you know, what would that mean to you truly deep down? So, you know, sabotage ourselves too. But it's funny because for a lot of millionaires, um, when you fail, it's a good thing because then you know it doesn't work. Whereas for most of us, we're so afraid of failure, of looking bad or, um, you know, whatever it, it may be for you in particular. And so we mm-hmm. see failure as a bad thing versus versus a good lesson. Okay, well, that didn't work. Now I need to try something else. So it's good to keep that in perspective. And, you know, some people refer to fear as um, false evidence appearing real. Oh, I like that. So we can create, you know, all these things in our mind that keep us from going for what we really want. And then we justify, you know, oh, I really didn't need it or, you know, I'm fine or, you know, I'm too busy or I can't. We come up with all these reasons why we're just not going to go for it. Right. And I agree with you. And being an entrepreneur, it is you are taking risk. There is, you know, a little bit of hesitation. There's a lot of things like you said, pop into your head where maybe I'm not capable or maybe this. So what about the money? What, you know, and you're kind of just um, putting all these thoughts, negative thoughts into your head that kind of, you know, creates this fear of maybe not being, you're not talented enough to do it, but it's, we have to step out of our comfort zone and take action and just do it without having to allow that fear take over our lives. You know what I mean? Yes. And what you're saying is so important because um, risk, risk is such a huge part of breaking through. You know, we all have things that we've gone for in our lives that took, that took risk, whether it's a relationship or, you know, going to college, whatever it may be. And if you're able to work through and break through the fear, you feel so successful on the other side. Right. You know, and that's what you want to remember. Like once you get to the other side, then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do this. And then now you just raised your bar to the next thing versus, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, not, e- not stopping yourself or not even taking the chance. I mean, some people don't even set goals because they don't think they're going to make it, you know, they want to be so safe that they don't need right. to set goals. And sometimes so, being safe is not expanding your true self. You know what I mean? Yes. And taking risk is a huge thing. It's a huge thing. When you look at, I'm always fascinated by, um, you know, immigrants that come to this country and may not have had either anything from the country they come from or they were successful in their own country. And usually the ones that were successful in their own country can be created again here. Whereas mm-hmm. someone else, you know, can be successful also. And I've seen people be very successful here as immigrants. However, there's also immigrants that, you know, will say, well, I don't know the language or, you know, focus on all the barriers and all the circumstances and then don't quite go for their dreams. So, you know, the only difference between the immigrants that are able to make it and the ones that that hold themselves back is our thinking, right? And that risk taking. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're not letting anything stop them. Thank you so much. I like that. Yeah. I like that feedback. And it's so true. So if you're listening, please take her advice. Step out of your comfort zone. Don't let fear take over because you're not challenging yourself enough, right? You just got to just go out there and do it. Yeah, and surround yourself. Surround yourself with friends that support you, with groups that support you. Um, you know, because sometimes even well-meaning friends, well-meaning family will will be frightened. You know, while well, you sure you want to do that? You know, what if this happens? And, you know, what if that happens? And, you know, what if it doesn't work? And, um, you know, I've had friends that are, that are very uh, well-meaning, you know, well-meaning. And I have to be able to say, I know you love me, but really I can do a great job on my own with the fear. I don't need help with the fear. You know, I need help with telling me, yeah, you can go for it. Why not? You know, yeah. being encourager. So I like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That yes, support is being encourager. Important. Oh my gosh. And yes. And tell us about your book. A bad thing happened at school. I read the book. I love it. Um, you know, my children at first were kind of like, oh, this is different, mom. But once I explained it to them and they understood it, they were able to relate to it, especially because, you know, they've gone through situations at school. They've dealt with people who kind of bullied them. They dealt with, you know, the August high with the shooting and and being able to have a book like this in the comfort of your own home really helps because they feel like they're not alone. There's other people that have been in situations like this and having that on hand and be able to reflect that with them kind of brought them to a, you know, a comfort. They felt comfortable. They felt, okay, well, this is actually, so I started reading the book to my children and it was very relatable considering they've been bullied at school because of what they've gone through. You know, my son went to Saugus High and, you know, he went through something terrible as well. And just to be able to reflect on something like that and have something at home and read it to them, they felt some sense of comfort knowing that it was, you know, other people experience issues at school and it's okay to show and express your feelings because I think in today's age, a lot of people tend to hide in the closet and they're not very expressive with their feelings and their emotions, and therefore it causes depression and anxiety. But I think it's important, and I love what you did with your book, because it gives children an opportunity to share and be very expressive with themselves. And so tell us a little bit about how, why you wrote it and what it's about. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm so happy that you read it to your kids and you got feedback because it's, it is really good for, it was written mainly for uh, young kids, but, you know, junior high school students enjoy it too. And high school students enjoy it. And um, the impetus of, of the book was a situation, a high pro profile situation that I handled at, a, at an elementary school of, um, of a teacher that was, um, uh, adult misconduct at a school and this teacher had been at this school for like 30 years and he um was was touching kids and doing you know other odd things mm. uh very odd things and it was in the news and everywhere else and i felt like at that time you know parents didn't have any tools the teachers um the therapist didn't have any tools mm -hmm. for handling the situation and so i wrote the book to help children learn about feelings to help children learn or understand what's going on around them when so, when a bad thing happens at school for example in this situation there was a lot of um, police presence a lot of um, news stations and reporters in front of the school mm -hmm. and so all that was very frightening yes. to the kids Absolutely. and you know they still had to walk through that to to get to school and like you said um, for a child a bad thing can be 
a classmate passes away or they, there's a car accident in front of their school. You know, it can be that, it can be um, a child abuse, it can be an array of things. And so I kind of leave open what happened at the school so that the parent or the teacher and the therapist can help the child with um, adapting, adapting the book to the particular situation. So it teaches kids about feelings and also how talking to someone that they trust or talking to a school counselor can help them feel better. Yeah. Well, you did a great job writing that book, definitely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it's funny because sometimes there's, you know, there's adults that don't have an array of feelings Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, they they feel something and it's anger. You know, they, they don't experience feeling disappointed, you know, feeling hurt feeling the other uh, array of emotions that you can have. And so I feel like it's really important to teach kids about feelings so that they can express themselves and be able to, um, to know all the emotions that are there as they, as they grow and develop. Right. And, it's, <laughs> and this, is this what um, led you to becoming a personal empowerment coach? You know, I've always, I've always loved personal growth and I, I, I was a therapist, a child therapist for many years Um and so what, what I really like about coaching is coaching is very much the present and moving forward. So it helps to understand your past. It helps to understand, you know, where some of our limiting beliefs have come from right. or some of the experiences that have led to some of those um, thoughts that keep us, that keep us um, feeling afraid or, you know, not truly going for everything that we feel that, that we can go for in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's that's what got me into um, coaching. I really like the the present. I like working with adults. I like working with women, helping empower women, helping women through life transitions, and really helping helping women acknowledge and come to terms with really how powerful we are. Yeah, you know, sometimes we're socialized as as little girls to you know to be nice, to um, you know, to not cause any problems mm-hmm. and, and just always be nice. But you can be nice and you can also, you know, speak up for what's important to you, what you expect in a relationship, what you want in your life mm-hmm. and feel good about it and feel good about it. Yeah, that's so true. I think, and you're right, it, we're, we're raised to be that way. And there's sometimes women, some women are not. And there's some women that are very mean. You're like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> that's true too yeah Yeah, you're like oh (laughs) yeah but yes you're absolutely right we need to learn how to stand up for ourselves and I think for myself my mom stood up for me for everything so it was kind of a good thing it was kind of like oh you know well I need to speak for myself and have my own voice so actually took a while for me to develop that um and that's okay my mom my mom my mom will always stand up for us no matter what but I think it is important to allow your your young ones your daughters or your sons to give them a voice at a young age because it you don't have to be an adult to be able to express yourself you can express yourself and stand up for yourself no matter what age you know what I mean yes yes no, and that's so important I think my mom spoke up for us in, in a lot of ways but when it came to school um you know I, I knew she wasn't going to speak up for us because she mm-hmm you know, felt she didn't understand the language. And, um, and there were a lot of other things that made it difficult for her to, you know, go, go and speak up for us at school. Okay. And so I think I, I also learned it's 
learned early on to just be nice, to keep the peace. Yeah. Um, you know, it took me a while as a, as a woman to, to speak up and say, um, no, you know, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is what I want mm-hmm. for my life. You know, it's my life and, and we create our own life, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. You're hundred percent correct. You're hundred percent. I love that. And what advice would you give to a woman, you know, someone who's unhappy with herself? And I tend to see that more frequently. Well, what, what advice would you give her? A woman that's unhappy with herself. Um, I would say definitely if you're able to, to get into counseling, if not, there's a lot of great self-help books, get into coaching, um, really learn to love yourself. And I think self-love is so important. Yes. So important. You know, and, and we don't always, um, we, we don't always value it and see it as important because sometimes people think, oh, you know, that's being conceited mm-hmm. or that's being, you know, selfish, but it isn't, you know, you have to love yourself. We have to teach our daughters, our, our friends, our, our female role models and mentors, um, how to love ourselves because mm-hmm. how can you love someone else and even be the best mom possible if you're not loving yourself? Exactly. Like loving your imperfections, loving yourself from head to toe and telling yourself, get up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and just tell yourself, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am capable of doing this. You know what I mean? And you just have to keep yes. repeating and repeating. And then more positive words that come out of your mouth, the more your body starts to heal itself. Versus saying negative things about yourself, then you start to feel sick, you get anxiety, you get depression, and you just kind of fall apart if you keep, you know, not giving yourself the self-love that you deserve. And we all deserve self-love. Yes, and it's so critical. It's so critical. And, you know, nowadays, too, um, sometimes social media perpetuates, you know, this is what beauty is, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this skin color or you know, this type of body and this and that. And, you know, younger and younger females are, are having um, plastic surgery and all these things done. And it's just, it's very sad. So it is part of loving yourself, like you say. It's also loving, you know, the the things we don't like about ourselves and, and healing that aspect and just loving every bit of us. Exactly. Because that contributes to, contributes to confidence and empowerment is loving you. And what do you think um, your unique skills that you have that has helped you become successful in coaching? <clears throat> Excuse me. I've always been um, very, very positive and optimistic. And I'm someone that really believes in possibilities, not probabilities. Mm-hmm. And so I think that part of me is, is contagious, that um, it's kind of, it's fun to me. I've worked, you know, I've worked with some, um, some clients that are so used to, feeling that nothing goes right for them, that, um, you know, these things have affected them and that's just the way that it is. That's their life. And it's always a challenge and fun for me to help them turn that around, to really look at the good that came from whatever experience you had. And also the power, like you were saying, the power of what we speak, you know, that is so powerful that we speak from a place of, Oh, well maybe. And, you know, I hope so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all these, this fear and doubt, then that's what we attract. Whereas if we come from a, from a powerful place of um, affirmative um, speaking, like, yes, you know, I will have this and I am working on getting this, you know, I am learning to love 
you know, math or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I am um, taking risks, you know, really begin to change how we speak and what we say to become more empowering and to empower ourselves. Exactly. And I've, you know, I've had a lot of challenges myself in my life, in my childhood and, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in adulthood that I've healed from. So, you know, I know that's possible to heal and, and to create the life of your dreams. Absolutely. You give yourself another chance to be a better version of yourself, you know, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the past is the yeah, past. You can always move forward and continue growing yes. to be an amazing person. Why well, can't wait to? And I love that. I'm sorry. It's, it's just exciting. I, I do. I love that. I love um, being able to to be the best version of yourself, you know, and, and not just to have an experience, but to look back at the experience and go, okay, you know, what's the lesson here and how did I contribute to it? And what can I do differently next time? Absolutely. And I know you had mentioned that it's um, very important for us to surround ourselves with people who inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. But what if you're in a group of <coughs> um, of friends that are close to you for so many years and they're just draining they're constantly with the same story over and over again and and you motivate them and you inspire them and you uplift them but it seems to drag you down along the way as well because they are not listening and absorbing their words i mean you see them as a beautiful strong person and you know what they're capable of doing but then yet they stay stuck in the same platform and you're like come on rise rise and they don't like what <laughs> what can you say what can you do just to get them to go oh you're right you know what i mean yes yes well that that can be very challenging you know those are the like the emotional vampires right yeah. uh, so yes it can be very challenging i think one of the things that we have to remember is that not everyone is ready True. you know when when they're ready mm-hmm. it's like they say you know when when you're ready your your teacher will appear but i think what you the best we can do is be empathetic and also we're human and to be able to say, you know, I love you, but you keep talking about this and we talk about other solutions and you don't take them. So I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'm going to talk about other things. So yeah. tell me what good stuff is going on in your life. Yeah. You know, so you, you take some control over it because it's also unfair to you because that builds like resentment. Right. You know, well, it's almost like, you know, sometimes you feel dumped on and then that's it. You know, nothing happens, nothing changes. And after a while, it's like, you know, I, I see you greater than that. And I just can't buy into the story anymore. So, you know, let me know when you're ready. Let me know when you're ready to to really make changes. Very nice. I like that. I'm going to try that one day. <laughs> I'm going to try that one day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And now that there's so much stuff going on right now, I wasn't going to speak about the coronavirus. But since it's out there, it's all on social media. Everybody's frantic. The, I, I personally don't watch the news because there's just so much mm-hmm. negative stuff on there. And it, I just kind of refrain myself from that. But you hear it everywhere you go. And what tips would you give to help calm people right now because everybody's you know scared everybody's you know frantic and don't want to get out of their house and I just feel that we shouldn't live in fear we should just live every day to the fullest and just kind of you know work your way through it and yeah protect yourselves here and there but not live in such fear or what do you think about that 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You know, I've had to turn it off for a while too. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the experts are saying you're more likely to get the flu than you are the coronavirus. <clears throat> but people, people are acting from a place of fear, right? You know, of, of fear and scarcity. And I refuse to 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 allow that thought that you know it's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to my community. Um, I feel I feel terrible. I feel very sad. Yes. For the people in China and Italy and you know whoever else is um, has contracted it, but I really feel like we can't focus on fear, right? You know when you focus on fear, yeah, you're limiting yourself. You're you're not your your best, your kindest, and the reality is anything can happen to us at any moment at any time, right? Yeah, but we can't, you know, we can't live from fear. Otherwise, you're not living. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think just take a deep breath, just do the, the common sense things that they teach you, you know, wash your hands, try not to, you know, touch the doors when you go to restaurants and, you know, places where everybody in the world is touching their hands. But I mean, putting their hands or spreading germs, but that's true for any illness, you know, for flus or yeah. any other viral infection that you can get. Right. And I'm just getting yeah. over mine still. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this thing is lingering. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's horrible. Really? I hate coffee. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And every time I cough, people look at me like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, I don't have it. Oh, yeah. just... <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. I was sick for a while too. And, you know, it caused this <clears throat> cough, but it was more like asthma related. Right. And it's, just, yeah, people look at you like, and say, no, no, no. You know, it's not contagious. <laughs> but um, no, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's sad to see. It's sad to see how, how people are, how it's affecting us at such a huge scale. You know, in terms of travel and everything else, um, instead of coming from a place of, of let's focus on a, a solution. Exactly. And, um, right. And, and possibilities again, not coming from a place of fear. Right. Right. And again, it is. Oh, my goodness. And so because there's a lot of us that are going through fear right now or a lot of us that are stressed out, a lot of us, you know, have children. So, you know, we're worried about our kids. <laughs> what can we do as as a you know, a woman or, I mean, a husband or wife or who, anybody, what can we do to help relax our mind? Does meditation help? Does, you know, turning off social media help? What can we do to have our, our state of mind in a better place? Yes. Well, we're so bombarded, you know, we're, we're, we're so stimulated in, um, in Los Angeles. It's, it's amazing to me. You know, even when you go get gas, you're looking at a video, you're bombarded everywhere with information all the time and so what i suggest is just you know turn off the radio for a while just enjoy the what you see along your way to work or sit in your backyard and you know look at the trees Mm -hmm. or um take just take some deep breaths and put on pleasant music watch comedies do things that bring you more joy yeah this you know the, the stress and the anxiety you know we have way too much anxiety we have children that are that are feeling anxious oh for sure you know, they're suffering from anxiety it's crazy but definitely meditation can really help and i invite people to go to my website at um beatricegarcia.me and i have some really short three to five minute meditations um and you can get them every day for free for 21 days awesome which is how long it takes to, you know change a habit and um so yeah, you know, people think sometimes, oh, meditation is like you sit still for four hours. No, you know, it could be just closing your eyes for a little while and playing yeah. some relaxing music. 
just like listening to a guided meditation right just like shutting off your phone it's like you got to shut off your brain for a little bit and then recharge it (laughs) yes yes you You know turn off facebook and turn off you know there's nothing so urgent you know just turn off all the (laughs) social media for a little bit right what Um, i tend to do i just i have a a walk-in closet and i just come into my closet and i close the door and i hear my kids where's mommy i think she's in the closet (laughs) 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 but it helps me i'm like i'm away it's quiet just give me five minutes and mama's gonna come back ready to go (laughs) yes you know that's it's so important five minutes you know, even if it's in the restroom or sitting in a tub with candles, right. oh, you know, five so minutes nice. is not a lot, <laughs> but yes, it can definitely regenerate you. And, right. You know, right. if you like scents, then, you know, spray your room, uh-huh. um, whatever, whatever you enjoy that makes you feel good. But, you know, again, you have to make the time for you because, oh, exactly. I'll do that later or, you know, this or that, especially with kids. Oh, no, they need this, they need that. You know yeah. what? They can learn to wait for five minutes. Right, right. It's important. <laughs> yes, we have to put ourselves first sometimes, but we never yes. do. It's like, oh, this, the, exactly. Kiss first, kiss first, husband, <laughs> husband. And then we're like, oh, wait, what about me? I need this too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yes. well, thank you so much, Beatrice. It was a pleasure having you on my show. I learned, I, I learned so much from you. Seriously, I did. I'm going to meditate that bath in the, uh, taking a bath with the candle lights on it really good. I think I'm going to do that right now. i hope yeah and i hope all the listeners learned so much from you as well too today and for more information please visit www.beatricegarcia.me click onto the link to receive free short meditations for 21 days you guys how awesome is that you get free 21 days of meditation if you need any advice link up to her she will help you she will guide you to the path that you've been searching for. Thank you so much, Beatrice. And remember, thank you. You're welcome. Always stay pretty out there. (laughs) Bye. That's right. (laughs) Bye.